0: I realize many of you are tired, you're exhausted. That's happening for so many of my clients. I'm kind of coming out of my own cave that I entered summer, early fall, and I do have more energy, but I went into some really deep rest and really taking care of myself. So I'm feeling a bit better, but I also know that people that I'm talking with are really, really tired and that's okay. It's not okay to be really, really tired, but it's okay to meet yourself where you are. And I wanted to talk about the holidays today because I've been spending quite a bit of time with clients coaching on preparing for the holidays. And I imagine come January, we'll be doing a lot of unpacking of the holidays because the holidays are a hard time. (laughs) I realize we have the idealism of how the holidays are supposed to be. There's the connection, joy, fulfillment, right? Whether it's the Norman Rockwell family or the commercials of how it's supposed to look and what it's supposed to be like. And we have this cultural programming of what it's supposed to be and often and please tell me where I'm wrong. Often there can be a gap between that and what you may be experiencing or have experienced. And so I want to talk about this and unpack it because (laughs) while the reality is that holidays can often be shit shows filled with armor, emotional pain, loneliness, and really the internal lack of belonging, which is so painful. And I understand that the truth is, is that we can have a bit better of an experience with the holidays. It's not going to be perfect, but it can be better. It can be all of it. (laughs) There's still be the shit shows. There's still going to be the difficulties that we go through and how we get through this holiday season is about understanding some of the obstacles. So I want to be able to paint some clear pictures for you as you go into these situations uh, about what you may expect, what you may see. That way, when you're realizing it's happening, you're not thinking, oh, there's something wrong with me. And one is this idea of, you may notice that you have some family members that like to talk about living in the how hard my life is now. And I talk about, I'm very honest about life being hard and getting through it. And the show has always been about, you know, people falling down and getting back up because that's really where hope comes from is this ability to have, have resilience and you get back up. And I've also been known to build a campfire, pitch a tent And live in the swampland and just story fondle how hard life is, thinking that was going to get me to feel better. But really, I just kept telling the same story over and over again. And you may find you'll have family members that do that. They're so stuck in their stories. Or maybe that's you. And that can be an obstacle. And one of the reasons that's an obstacle is I want to talk about this, is it's really vulnerable to say oh, how great my life is. It's really, really vulnerable because what can be the response of that? Oh, so-and-so is getting big for her britches or who does she think she is? Or that's just a fluke success and she'll fall down or he'll fall down, right? So oftentimes we're not allowed to take up space in our lives and it can definitely happen in our family structures where somebody... It can be jealous or envious of your success, even though you're not taking anything from them, right? And what we don't realize when we're in our own fear and our own shame and scarcity is that when somebody has something that's great in their lives, whether, and it doesn't have to be about making money, there's so many great things, right? Having emotional resiliency, I think is one of the ultimate successes, but What happens is it's an upward spiral and we can rise up together because we live in this zero sum game. If you have it, that means I can't. So if you have a great life, therefore it means my life sucks, which may or may not even be true, but we go into my life sucks. And so instead of being inspired by them, we compare and despair. Right, And this show has always been about, if this is possible for so-and-so, what is possible for me? And really looking at it from an inspirational, not a blueprint, not a method, not a transactional, but gathering insights, because those insights is what can help us propel and create the lives that we want. So going back to our family structures, <laughs> it is really vulnerable for people to talk about how great their life is, like to be able to say, my life is really great right now. You know, I've said many, many times here, I've said, cause I believe in living authentically. I've said many times throughout 2021, that this has been the hardest year of my life. And as I sit here today with you, there've been some really good and great things in my life and moments in this year. And there have been Heartbreaks this year, right? The fortunate thing is where I am right now, and my personal journey is further along than where I was. So I'm not in that where everything's on fire, right? But I can own all of that. I can own all of that. And that's what's really important. I can really go, wow, this is great, or wow, and really own the great things or the things that I'm good at. And It can be uncomfortable to share in a family gathering because it's vulnerable. People may judge you. They may think, who do you think you are? You know, I've had clients say to me this year, am I really allowed to make this much money? Like when they hit their goal amounts, (laughs) they all of a sudden go, it's that I'm too much, right? It's not enough. Now I'm too much. I'm not enough. I'm too much. And that's all in the shame, right? That's all in the shame. Or we think, oh, if I really lean into it, if I really allow myself to enjoy this, then I'm going to lose it. And that's what Brene Brown calls foreboding joy. When we're like, oh, I have this, but when's the other shoe going to drop? Here's the deal. It's not like we get to someplace and then we're like, oh, I'm now living in the promised land (laughs) and it is forever easy. There's no problems. There are shit shows and there are great moments, and sometimes they happen all in the same day. And that's really important for us to know is that we're going to have that tension of great things and difficult things, and to be able to recognize and see it all instead of only seeing the negative or not allowing ourselves to take space on the positive or over puffing up on the positive, right? Thinking that this positive is therefore going to protect us from any further bad things happening. Bad things happen to good people. I know that and no matter how much I've tried to out-engineer, create systems to protect me from vulnerability or from being unsafe, there are certain things I can do and I'm still going to feel tremendous fear and shame. There's nothing I can do to not feel that. And so I've learned how to feel those difficult feelings and move through them. And I've learned how to overcome, especially this past year in betrayals. And I'm working through overcoming those or in, in life when, you know, we have these plans in life and then life changes. And with change, there's a lot of vulnerability as well. So until Brene Brown came into all of our lives, and especially in mine, because she's been such a huge teacher and mentor in my life, and I love her, appreciate her research and her willingness to put this work out into the world. But until Brene came into our lives, we didn't talk about vulnerability, right? That word was not a part of my language pre-Brene Brown. I didn't talk about it. And I really didn't talk about shame because I remember saying, hearing when I was a kid growing up shame on you and I hated that and I hated that feeling and vulnerability, right? I was the queen of certainty, (laughs) <laughs> I was the queen of control. Like I'll just get it done because I can count on myself and I'm going to be certain about things. And vulnerability is uncertainty. It's emotional exposure and it's risk. And now here we are in 2021, soon to be going into 2022. And vulnerability is a frequent word in mainstream Media. I hear it on TV shows. It's in articles. There's other books that aren't Brene Brown books that are talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability is there. So while it's becoming more and more of our common language, here's the thing. It's still met with resistance in our family structures and in our workplaces. And it's because (laughs) vulnerability doesn't feel good. And most people don't want to feel uncomfortable or we go into the holidays thinking it's supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to be great. We're not going to talk about the bad stuff. We're just going to sit here. We're going to look all perfectly coiffed. Our table setting is going to be great. We're going to take our picture and inside you're going to be in an environment where people love you and feel that you don't belong because we're not being vulnerable. We're not allowing our authenticity to show up, right? Right. Vulnerability is the pathway to connection. Vulnerability is uncomfortable. For some of you, vulnerability may be about having the ability to rumble and talk about how do you gather this winter after a couple of years maybe of not gathering and maybe having people with different beliefs of what's okay and what's not okay. That takes a lot of vulnerability. Vulnerability is asking for what you want maybe it's, you don't want to have a turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm totally okay with not having a turkey in Thanksgiving, but that wouldn't fly so well in my house. (laughs) And it's not one of the, as one of my clients likes to say, it's not the hill I'm willing to die on. It's as long as I don't have to cook it, I'm fine. And I'm also willing to order a pre-cooked turkey though. That also is not something that is shared amongst my house. So we've had those rumbles and those discussions over the years. So I I understand what the expectations are, what the desires are from the other members of my family. It's not important to me either way. I'll eat it. I'll clean up after it. I'm not making it and I don't need it. But so vulnerability is being able to ask for what you want and being okay with maybe you don't get it. Like years ago, I mean, Thanksgiving now, we're, I don't know, 28 years into Thanksgivings with my husband, and we've had many discussions about it, and those are things that are really important to him and, and how we go about doing it. We have some traditions that are really important. For me, the importance part is the people that I get to be with and the connections, right, that I get to have, but some people aren't willing to have the vulnerable conversations or maybe aren't willing to even allow the space for conversation for a possibility of doing it a different way. It's no, this is the way it's always been done. And therefore this is the way it should be done. Right. And the conversation gets shut out versus being able to rumble and everybody put their information out there. And what do we want from this experience? So oftentimes we don't share With how great our lives are, because people may not have the capacity to feel vulnerable. And what we do have the capacity to is, oh, yeah, life's hard. You know, let's, we're really good about that indulgent, like, oh, yeah, life's hard. This is horrible. We're kind of numb to that part. We're really good about that. But the vulnerability, the great stuff may be really difficult. So that may be an obstacle that you find. And for those of you who struggle with the family members who are really good at story fondling and living in that swampland of shame, you know, and one thing is what's the permission you need to give yourself. So an example of that and what that looks like is I give myself permission that I don't need to fix it. It's not my problem to fix or I don't need, it's not my responsibility to make them feel better. It's my responsibility to show up with compassion and empathy. But it's not my responsibility. Like if somebody is in pain, it's allowing them to have the space to be in their pain. But if they're saying like there's not a bright future or there's a Kevin Costner line in Yellowstone where he told the son, is like, son, there are no more good days in front of me. Right. Like sometimes people have those kind of dramatic stories. Like maybe today that's what you want to believe. But is that really true? right? And that may not even be your place to ask, is it really true? It's when you go, oh yes, there's no more good days, right? That's what I'm talking about, buying into their stories. As you go into the holidays, check in with what is it that you're desiring to happen? Is it your desire? Is it part of the cultural programming? Is it your family's origin? Like this is the way it's always been? take a look at that. What is the vision you have? What do you want from the holidays? And check in with that. Check in with, am I doing this from an idealistic place? Know that there will be obstacles. So there's the idealism of the holidays and there's the reality. And as we can close that gap and really have an understanding of, okay, this is what the holidays will be. And that there's going to be some story fondlers, and they're going to want to be holding on to. I'm living in how hard my life is. And if your life is great, are you going to meet that? Or are you going to walk in with, my life is really great right now, and bring in that joy and be willing to be vulnerable with that? You don't have to go into the details of it. You don't have to, it's not about one upmanship, but really being able to embrace and receive the joy and the good that's in your life that's so important. We have to like fluff it over and and never accept the good in our lives. Right. And knowing that there's going to be obstacles, people don't want to be vulnerable. There's so many shame triggers and fear and that people don't want to feel feelings. But when we don't want to feel uncomfortable and when we don't know how to emotionally regulate, that means feeling your feelings, processing them and moving through them. And we try to shut down or outrun them it actually leads to not very good time so my invitation for you whether or not the people around you can feel you get to feel you feel your feelings you're willing to be uncomfortable you check in with where is my capacity to be brave maybe it's about asking for what you want maybe it's about In relating to a dish that you want to have, like a food dish, or how you want to do presents, or what you want for presents. Or maybe it's the permission to not have to be a part of all the gatherings all day long. Maybe it's about going to bed and having quiet time, or leaving the gathering and going for a walk, or maybe. It's about being able to go with your spouse and have some one-on-one time where others aren't around. Maybe it's a 15-minute walk, a 30-minute walk to connect with each other and then to go back. So those are the vulnerabilities that I'm talking about and being okay to ask for what you want, knowing (laughs) just because you ask, I always preface it. You may not get it because it's an ask. It's a question. It's not a demand. It's not an obligation. Getting stuff out of demands and obligation is not sustainable in a relationship that leads to resentment or anger long term. So it's an ask and then it's the Venn diagram of where does it fit? But it's uncomfortable and it does take energy and emotional energy and thought processes and the willingness to put yourself out there. I get that. Right? That's why we just sometimes stick with traditions or the way it is, because it's quote, easier. Except it leads to that resentment, that anger, that frustration because you're not letting yourself have needs met. And what then starts to do is it chisels away at your own self trust where you say, is it okay that I want this? Is it okay? Can I? And you're losing your own self trust. You're losing your own voice, which then leads to your own further lack of belonging. So the holidays there's a lot that comes up it can be a fantastic experiment where you can learn you're not going to master it right like you're going to learn and you can make it better and come out on the other side in January of 2022 where there is a bit more fulfillment there is a bit more filling up and you can start the new year my invitation is hopefully more full not depleted that we come out we need a vacation from our holidays As you prepare going into the holidays, the questions I invite you to ask is first, ask yourself, not others, because it's not about taking a poll to see if what you want is okay. It's you getting clear. What do you want from the holidays? What do you want? Like an example for me, what I want from the holidays, I'm an empty nester. My daughters will be coming home belonging and having a place for people to belong is really important. So if they don't have some place for them to be able to come and be with us. So we've always opened up our home in that sense, as well as also like I think about Christmas day has been a way for our family unit to come together and be close as well. So we would have these big old Christmas Eve parties. And then on Christmas day, it was much smaller. It was just us and oftentimes in our pajamas and hanging out and not doing much of anything. It was a rest and restore day and connecting with each other. So connecting with my daughters, connecting with my husband in a COVID safe way of what we'll figure out at that point will be COVID safe. Because who knows, as we move through it is inviting people to the table with us. I know at Thanksgiving, my daughters have invited some of their teammates who can't go back home. So they'll be here for Thanksgiving. And so we'll have some people there and how we do Christmas. We'll relook at that, but that connection. The other thing that's really important to me is having the downtime to connect with myself. So it's whether it's, you know, reading, painting and back to paint by numbers again, it's been so lovely and it's just gotten back to in the last couple of weeks, I've had my paint out for a couple of months and I just knew I didn't, couldn't judge myself because if I did and I should on myself, I would never do it. So I'm back to painting, but like painting, maybe doing some projects, spending time with friends. Because as I shared last week, what brings me fun, what is joyful is connecting with people, talking with people, right? That's what fills myself up. So one of the things that I like in the holidays is spending time with friends, doing, stepping away from work and really spending time with friends and family and connecting. So for me, the holiday times is about that space to connect with myself and to connect with others. And maybe yours is about traveling or, you know, about, making things really beautiful. There's no right or wrong. It's about what works for you, what fills you up. And then because I'm part of a family unit, then it's about, okay, what is it for my family and the different members? What is it that they want from the holidays? But we can't get there. Like each of us has to get clear as what do we want from the holidays and what do I need? So I want connection with others. and you know, I want to create a place of belonging for people to come to I also need time with myself and then, you know, deep connections with the people that I love, right? As well as the space to be able to rumble, like, what do we want? What do we want from this experience? What do we want it to look like? And this holiday season is going to be very different than previous years. My daughters have grown up. We have these different schedules that are happening. So we'll be figuring things out and shifting things. And then... The other thing is to remember it's a practice to enjoy our experiences because we are so hardwired to dress rehearse tragedy, to indulge in that I'm living the hard life and it's so vulnerable to enjoy the good in our lives. So my invitation to you is to practice enjoying without it being perfect. There will be shit shows there will be unhappy people. There will be lots of emotions through these next six weeks. It's not all just this beautiful, you know, Disney experience on a commercial. It's more like Disneyland in real life. (laughs) Lots of crying kids, stressed out parents, joyful moments, or something yummy to eat, right? It's all of it. So as I often say, I live an amazing life, And there are shit shows everywhere. My hope for you is that you have an amazing holiday season and the capacity and ability to to move through the shit shows. And the thing that I will be taking with me through the holiday season is compassion and empathy, compassion for myself so that I can also have it for others. And remember, compassion means that there's boundaries. Here's what's okay and here's what's not. And empathy and having the perspective of understanding that not everybody's going to have the skill sets to have the emotional regulation doesn't mean that I need to be their regulator. So my hope for you all is to have an amazing holiday season and to be able to not take on all the shit shows, to feel them, process them, and move through them. Happy holidays. I'm smelling big for you. was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box lake, she is dreaming she is drifting never been so wide